Hello and welcome to Asian Unfiltered, where we talk about the do's, the don'ts, and the what the fucks of real estate. I'm Allie. This is Danielle. And I'm Cassie Day. Join the three of us every week as we deep dive into some wild real estate cases and give our take. We are not attorneys and want to make it clear that this podcast or any linked materials should not be construed as legal advice. Nor is this information a substitute for professional expertise. We are not lawyers, doctors, financial advisors, or mortgage lenders, but we are your new BFFs. Okay, so today my court case is Phoenix versus the U.S. Homes Corporation. Cindy Phoenix is the buyer against Letter Homes, the developer. So basically what happened is a federal appellate court has considered whether a developer could be liable for failing to disclose to a buyer the presence of an unruly neighbor. Okay. Yeah. You heard this one? No. No? Nope. Okay. <laughs> I'm sure he's what it's defined as unruly. Like what? Unless that's very broad. Yes. I know. I know. So basically, um, while visiting the Leonard Homes development, Cindy, the buyer, was approached by the neighbor who warned her about the developer, basically trying to steer her away from the neighborhood. So Cindy asked the real estate professional that she was there with if she should be concerned about the neighbor, to which the realtor implied the neighbor was just unhappy because of his warranty services. Repairs had expired. Yeah, really. <laughs> so basically, the buyer entered into or entered into agreement to purchase with the developer's property, and before closed, the developer sent a letter to the neighbor requesting he no longer park his cars in the driveway or in front of the property that the buyer was purchasing, and to also not interfere with developer's operations or with his new clients. So basically, after that happened, the harassment got really bad. Buyer claims that the letter caused the neighbors to retaliate through a pattern of harassing comments behavior to the point where eventually the neighbor or the buyer obtained a restraining order against the neighbor because yes. it got so bad. Wow. Yeah. So it's pretty intense. So the buyer brought a lawsuit against the developer claiming they misrepresented the neighbor's destructive behavior and alleged negligent misrepresentation, consumer fraud allegations, and negligent infliction of emotional distress. Um, these claims were based off the fact that the developer's broker had not fully informed her about the neighbor when she asked about him specifically. That's so tough, though, mm -hmm. because they may not even know how drastic a person can be. Right. You could just think someone's a little mosquito and they turn into this awful big thing. And it's like, how do you know? We don't know how a person's going to act. And it's not a material defect. There's not more that occurred, but there's like just a little bit more like of a story. Okay. So... Not backstory, but basically the trial court dismissed the lawsuit, but then the buyer appealed. So the United States Court of Appeals for the Third Circuit affirmed the ruling of the trial court. Both the misrepresentation claims and the consumer fraud claims required showing that the developer or its agent had misrepresented material fact. Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, the developer's real estate professional's comments implying that the neighbor was not a problem were statements of opinion, not facts. Therefore, the buyer had failed to allege any factual misrepresentations. And so the buyer's claims failed. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense, of yeah. course. Mm -hmm. But also because um, that's not a material fact of the house either. No. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yes, it's not a fact, it's an opinion. But also it's like, it's you have to, it has to be something that's an issue with the home. Mm -hmm. Just like we don't, you don't have to disclose, like if there was like a death on the property. Right. Or, you know, some buyers may be really upset about that, but if that's not a material fact. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, and it's not like there's a place on the seller disclosure that says, 
are the neighbors obnoxious, unruly, and are they going to harass you? You know what I mean? Like, so working in new home construction for a long time, literally, I was listening to this and I was like, this could have been one of our, like, something that happened in one of our developments. Mm -hmm. We have this one um, out in the valley and it, everything was fine. And then we had this one neighbor who was like on a corner lot kind of, and they parked their RV behind, like, in the side of the lot, right? It was against the CCRs, from what I remember. It's a long time ago. And it became this whole ordeal. Like, they were like, well, we fenced it. Well, the fence doesn't count because it wasn't tall. I forget all the CCNRs and stuff, but it became this huge deal. End of story is that anybody who would walk through the neighborhood, they would just bitch about the builder slash developer to everyone. It became such a huge issue because, like, they were drinking and, like, just bad-mouthing people. And it was just to the point where we're, like, they weren't harassing us fully. They still, like, liked us enough, those owners. And that wasn't, like, our job to say, oh, there's this one neighbor who's, right, watching off their rocker. But they were just bad-mouthing everything because they were upset about that. And they bought, and they had their own realtor. Like, thankfully, they were not one that, like, we represented on the buy side because yeah. I thought that would have been really uncomfortable and really difficult but still it was a mess it was a mess and I don't know if the builder took legal action or not I feel like they were thinking about it yeah I think they did send like a cease and desist letter to mm-hmm. them though so what does that mean like basically if like you don't stop what's gonna happen we're gonna sue you yeah or... like we'll take you to court like if you do not stop harassing or if you do not stop whatever activity mm-hmm. Then it was a neighbor or it was the developer that did that against. It was the people who bought one of the developer's home. Like, just okay. like in this situation. Yeah. And then the builder, because our model home was right around the corner mm-hmm. from this lot. Yeah. And the developer ended up, I think, builder slash developer, I think they ended up sending a cease and desist letter. Like, if you yeah. do not stop this behavior, then we will take legal action, basically, is what that is. So how immature, like, what kind of person does that? Even I could be so salty, but you're not gonna find me like cruising the sidewalk with my wine glass talking shit. Does that sound like a blast though? A little bit. But would I do it? No. I mean, yeah. It like I think they're like, man, these guys are really it was embarrassed. I was embarrassed for them. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. It, they were like 50 something and it was kind of a mess. So this happened in New Jersey. Um, the kind of final thoughts on this are next, the court examined whether the, the developer had a duty to disclose off-site social conditions such as an unruly neighbor. Because in New Jersey, a seller has the duty to disclose offsite conditions that are material to the transaction, but a seller does not have a duty to investigate or disclose social conditions because that's an arguable fact. See, so that's interesting because like in Washington, we don't have to disclose mm-hmm. offsite material facts. Yeah. Uh, Would that be like if you were like next to like a dump or next to like, like I don't know. Yeah, that's what I, or there used to be like a meth lab three doors down. Yeah, but only if you know. You know what I mean? Like, if you're just, like, suspect that that's what it is, I feel like you can only disclose that if you're, like, no, like, if it was busted and it was in the newspaper and there was nothing, like, you have, but I, I'd be curious to know in New Jersey, like, how far off site, right? Wait, is it what just is the... next door? Is it three houses down? Is it a block down? Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's kind of, um, I feel like they have to be super clear on the parameters of that yes. for it to work. Also, there's people that know all their neighbors, and there's people who just know one. Like, not everyone's the same. 
Yeah, that's that's asking a lot. I'm really curious. Like, I kind of want to dive further into it yeah. and see what that looks like. Because to me, I like in our state that we just have to disclose, or, you know, the sellers just have to disclose the house. Because I think it's very clear cut. Yeah. Right. Of like, this is your duty. And I'd be curious to see what New Jersey's is like. Yeah. With like, all of the additional. Also, are they allowed to say, I don't know? I don't know. Well, I said because... As long as there's an option to be like, I'm not sure. Yeah, like that's fair. But it has got Yeah, because how do you live in a condo complex? Yeah. I mean, how are you going to know what any of your neighbor? I mean, right, right. I just saw actually on TikTok, there was like a guy in Jersey City where we used to live who was, he's a realtor, like had a condo listed and stuff. And when we lived in Jersey, we didn't know any of our neighbors yeah. at all. So I'm like, man, if you live in a condo and you're like, in the middle of an industrial area, like how much do you really know if you have to disclose things outside of your family? Like that's an interesting ruling for yeah. them to have. Yeah. At least for us here, I feel like there's nothing we can do in regards to neighbors, which obviously they ruled that in Jersey too. Like you yeah. can't dis you can't figure out how neighbors are unless you drive by their like drive to the buyers, drive the neighborhood yeah. different times of the day just to get a feel for it. Also, I think that all the time that someone's called someone an asshole and then I get along with them great. I'm like, do I just like assholes? Or right. do I just know how to deal with certain people differently? Like people respond to people differently. Like there's no one situation for a yeah. relationship. No, I don't know. It's so true. But as the buyer, the burden falls on you to determine, are these neighbors going to be more than I can handle? You can't, you know, expect your realtor to be able to tell you this yeah. neighbor is going to be a problem for you. Oh, and you, that's the one thing I always tell my buyers is the one thing you can never choose is your neighbors. Yeah. Because even if you're like, oh, the neighborhood sales great now and I've driven by it and met some of the neighbors, who's to say you're not moving next month? Right? Like you literally have no idea. And it's no. unfortunate. The only way to solve that is to move on property. Yeah, and give yourself further space. <laughs> yeah. Another thing I think about is like her suing them. Like I totally get it. Like money makes things a little bit easier, makes you feel validated. But are you going to move out of that house? And then how are you going to sell your home if you feel it's necessary to disclose that social situation next door? Like, what are you're still freaking stuck? Yeah. Oh, that's that very true. Unless she was trying to sue them to have them take the house back. Yeah. Like, I can see that if she's saying it wasn't disclosed and you should have disclosed it. So now you, like, we need to basically rescind on this whole purchase. Yeah. I can see that. That's really the only way out. But then I also think, knowing how much attorneys cost, I think, how much did that cost that lady to take that to court? Oh, my gosh. I know. I wish I lose. I wish I had just one here. Not that it matters, but I'm just, like, curious. I'm like, what kind of neighborhood is happening? Is it, like, you know? But it must have been new, new development. Right? Right. right. So, oh, and I feel like that was a very appropriate, this letter. was 2016. Yeah. Some new home development. And I feel like that was a really appropriate letter for a developer to send saying like, please don't park in the driveway anymore. I have buyers for this home. Right. Like, that's a very standard. Also, the fact of the matter is you probably never should have been parking in another driveway in the first place. So that was pretty polite. <laughs> in my opinion, like that was pretty polite. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's kind of, it's interesting the whole material fact, but I think that's something that comes up so often. And it's like what material, what's material versus what's not material. Like explaining that to our clients. And yeah, how do you feel like I'm right. <laughs> I've spoken too soon. <sighs> and that's material for the property because we're not talking about outside of the property in Washington State. Yeah. And what material facts like this fact, right? Yeah. Something that like can't be argued. Yeah. Yeah. 
And sometimes there's weird stuff. I had one client who the they had buried a building on their property. Oh, oh yeah, I remember that. that. Yes. Like, and they were like, like on purpose, like it was like a little bomb shelter. They no, they had a building on the property that they wanted to tear down. And so they ended up talking to the city and deciding to like literally bulldoze it, bulldoze it and bury it under like as a dirt like, and concrete. Yeah. And so they got permits, they did the whole thing. And then as we're like working through all the paperwork, they're like, wait, we didn't tell you this. Is this going to be an issue? And so I called you and was like, what is, is burying a building material fact? <laughs> I mean, does it, does it propose any sort of like harm? Or not, like... No, not necessarily, but I think it's something worth disclosing. Yeah. Like it doesn't hurt to disclose. No. It doesn't hurt to over-disclose. Yeah. Better yeah. to over-disclose. And true. it was permitted. And, you as know. long as you know. Yes. Sometimes you get people that over-disclose things they don't actually know. Right. They think. And that is where you can get your also get yourself trouble. in trouble. And yeah. you, it has to be stuff that you know. Like they know they buried a building right. under here. They got the approval by the city. So well, and we they when we were initially talking and going through the seller disclosure, it didn't occur to them that that might be something. And so then they ended up calling me later and saying, Oh my gosh, we forgot to tell you this. What do we need to do? Which I so appreciate it because they were very forthcoming. Yeah. But just like stuff like that that may have yeah. But disclosing that you have an annoying neighbor yeah. or, you know, stuff like that. And which is another reason why I don't love having sellers in homes or tenants in homes when I'm showing, especially tenants, because they will disclose things that could be a hundred percent accurate or could not be. Right. It kind of depends on their motivation mm -hmm. of wanting to stay in a home or not. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I know. And well, that's like, we, I showed a house last night that had the seller still in it because they were packing up and everything. And she like came room to room with us and she was super sweet. But I think people just get so nervous about like not wanting to be judged on their home or hoping someone likes it so much that they kind of tag along and try to explain things to like justify how something looks or mm -hmm. is or just whatever. And in that, I mean, you just accidentally say things. And she didn't, but like, I'm like, I can totally, you know. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I tell my sellers during our listing appointment, like, you're hiring me for a reason. If you have people that come and want to chat with you about your home, just say, you know what, my realtor would love to discuss that with you yeah. because that's exactly what happens. And it's usually meant well, like they're not trying to mislead somebody or yeah. disclose something that's not accurate, but it happens because they're nervous or because mm -hmm. they're really wanting to sell or whatever. And then sometimes it's not even what the seller says, it's how the buyer takes it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I always tell people, just, just call me. That's what I'm here for. And then you don't have to worry about that liability because you've done your seller disclosure properly. And I can make sure that things are done and said properly and there's no misconstrued conversation. Mm -hmm. Correct. That's the worst. Mm -hmm. So, because you have to think about how many times even in text, someone will say, well, you didn't say that. And then you go back and you're like, no, I did. Actually, I did. So when it's just verbal, it's even worse. Yeah. 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 But I will tell you, I'm really glad that we do not have to. I'm going to look it up right now. Actually. Yeah, disclose neighbor material facts, like um, out neighborhood material facts or outside the home itself. What was it? Um, yeah, how was it worded, Allie, um, for New Jersey? And it was worded, so I uh, disclosed social conditions. Social, social conditions. conditions. Mm -hmm. Let's see. I'm curious. Awesome. Disclose off-site social conditions. Off-site. Off-site social conditions. That's what they're saying they didn't have to do, but they do have to disclose off-site material. Oh, 
In New Jersey, a seller has a duty to disclose off-site conditions. Conditions. Just off-site conditions oh, that are material, so not off-site social conditions. Off-site <laughs> Yes. Jersey, what the heck? Yeah, geez. It's from 95, the law. Okay. Well, I was one. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> that was a good year. <laughs> Do you remember that year? I know. I think that's why it was so good. I was 11. That was my last year living on the East Coast. Oh. Or I'm down here. I just think that's probably the first year I drank cake, so it had to have been a good year. <laughs> Okay, so it, it does seem to be more narrow than than what it sounds like in that. Okay, so it was enacted in 1995. The law requires a list of certain offsite conditions in the municipality, which may affect the value of a newly constructed residential real estate. So only newly constructed. Oh, okay. So that means, which is why she can take they can take a developer, try to take a developer to court, but it's only new construction. So that's, oh, that's a lot less stressful. Yeah, because this includes super fun sites and other known contaminated sites. That makes a little more sense. Mm -hmm. We don't have that here at all, just the land, but very interesting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And another reason, I feel like this is our second case. A seller's disclosure issue. Yeah. I feel like this is where most of the court cases yeah. go around. Yeah. <laughs> I am relieved that the court dismissed it because if we had to like warn our clients about unruly neighbors, how are you, you supposed to know? You, you can't. No. And yes. what one person defines as unruly, like you said, Allie, like another person's going to be like, oh, I think you're hilarious. I'm like, that sort of thing just adds in a whole nother level of your realtor having to be your effing therapist. And yes. I'm not here for it. No, like oh, I'm happy to like help with how I can, but I don't need any extra element where I have to like coddle and like help someone learn how to be an adult. Like I just don't have it. Well, again, if you really, if you go down that road and you think like we could potentially be sued for not helping our buyers figure it out. Like if there, this were a lot, could you imagine that we have to go to each house and break interview the neighbors? Yeah. And then give our personal opinion. That sounds terrible. No, absolutely not. No, so, there's literally no way, but it's not material. <laughs> so it wouldn't apply. No. God, it's not even real and it's stressing me out. <laughs> we're all sweating. <laughs> if that ever becomes a real law, we're going to be in trouble. I don't yeah. think it's headed that way. No, there's no way. Okay. And the appellate court pulls so. Yes. Yeah. Apple it. I know. That's why I laugh. Apple court. <laughs> she said, apple it. And I was like, that's why I laugh. I'm like, have you heard of this case? No, I just heard you say apple it. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not an effing lawyer, Danielle. Back to our disclaimer. <laughs> I know how to say fiduciary. Yay. We practiced. <laughs> oh, you we literally practiced. practiced. We literally practiced. 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 We literally practiced. This morning, I'm like, what was this? I think it was. I do you share? No, it's fiduciary. not. It's not hard to say, but once you start thinking about saying it, yeah. then it gets hard. Like it rolls off the tongue, and you don't think about it. But then when you look at the word and try to say it, try, try to say it now that you're thinking about it. Fiduciary. Fiduciary. I'll be such a fiduciary. All right. Court dismissed. <laughs> okay, make sure to follow us on Instagram and TikTok. We are at Agents and Filter. Have a lovely day. Bye.